Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seize Your Midlife. I am so glad that you are here today. First of all, I just have to tell you that I'm recording this episode completely off the cuff, no notes or anything, so you will have to excuse if the flow is not perfect. The second thing I just want to say, and I hate to say this, but the podcast is not something I earn a single dollar from. I do it literally from the bottom of my heart because I think these topics and the stories that midlife women have to tell are so important. I want them in your ears. I want you to be part of this community. It's been such an amazing community and an amazing journey, but the podcast does cost money. It costs editing money because I want when you listen to this podcast for it to sound professional, for you to listen to a Brene Brown episode or a Bree Schumacher episode and have the quality be the same. So I have it professionally edited. With that being said, I started selling Body Shop at home online to kind of offset those costs. So if you feel so called to get awesome natural products that are completely cruelty-free, fair trade, and just amazing. I used to work full-time at the body shop when I was in college, and I have been chasing down those products all these years because I love them so very much. Check out the link in the show notes, and any of that money will be used to support the podcast. So... On that note, let's dive into today's episode. So the first thing that I thought when I was thinking about this episode, because I always kind of ruminate on a topic before I sit down to record it. Usually, I actually type notes, but today I have a free space in my day and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to record it. But the first thing I thought when I started thinking about social media was pinche social media. And if you know me personally, you know that is a word I throw out. If you don't know me personally, or if you are not Mexican, you might not know what that word means. But it is basically a Mexican slang word for the F word. (laughs) But I kind of love it because one, it feels less harsh to me. That could be because Spanish is my second language. But also, Nobody is going to be like, wow, that lady sounds like a real truck driver because most people don't know what it means. And really, to be honest, you're welcome to adopt it because it's great to be like, pinche day, pinche car, pinche whatever it is. It's just, it's a word. So, so borrow it. And my feeling on social media is pinche social 
media. And like I titled this episode, Social Media Bites. And I just want to talk a little bit about why I think that and why I think it's so important to talk about. And also, I'm going to guess that a lot of things that I am going to say today, you can relate to. So the first thing that I think about when I think about social media just really biting is the impact on kids. If you are a mom and you are listening to this message, whether you have kids that are in the social media age or not, I think these are important things. And one of the things I think is that young girls, I have heard a statistic that something like one in every four young girls has a problem right now with anxiety or depression. And I think that social media plays a piece of this because these young girls see on Snapchat, see on Instagram, these flat stomachs in Lululemon clothes and long luscious locks and big smiles, and they feel like that's what they need to look like. And that is so much pressure. In fact, I just saw yesterday that this is called Thinspo. This inspiration to be thin is a movement that is coming back. And our young girls, well, I don't have young girls, but I have friends that have young girls and you might have young girls. They're being exposed to this Thinspo and it is encouraging young girls to be extra thin. So that is the first thing I think is this like fake picture of what people should look like because the most amazing thing is that we are all different. All of our kids look different. We are a kaleidoscope of colors and body shapes and sizes and all of the things and that is what makes humans beautiful. And social media kind of, I feel like, puts a filter on that and makes our kids feel bad about their real life faces, hair, body, or maybe they can't afford the Lululemon clothes. I know you've heard me talk before about I did not grow up with money. That's an understatement. And we could have never afforded to keep up with the way that young girls have to keep up these days with all the fancy things. So I think that's the one thing. The second thing is, I don't know about you, but when we were, for example, in middle school or high school, if we didn't get invited to something, we kind of didn't really know. Like the weekend, you could be sitting on the couch watching a movie, you know, VHS, <laughs> in your pajamas, eating popcorn, oblivious to the fact that two blocks down the road, someone's having a sleepover without you. And maybe Monday you get to school and there's like rumblings that, yeah, people were hanging out and they got together. But maybe there's a little sting with that. What happens now is like a dagger because what happens now is you're sitting on the couch in your pajamas with your parents eating popcorn. You hit refresh on your phone and you see that in real time all of your friends are hanging out without you. That is a dagger to the heart in real time. It is a blow. And these kids, or it's birthday parties, or it's whatever it is, these kids are seeing in 
real time, what they're missing out on, how they're not being included. And I think that that 100% is contributing to the issues of feeling insecure, feeling anxious, feeling depressed. And it's very, very heartbreaking. The other thing is bullying. And let's be honest, bullying has existed since the beginning of time. I mean, do you remember Back to the Future? I mean, bullying has always been a thing, right? And that's a problem. But bullying has gotten to be a whole new level. And the reason why I think it's a whole new level is because people, not just kids, feel emboldened behind their phones behind their screens. And so all of a sudden, you know, somebody that maybe wouldn't have said something up in someone's face is sending them a private message, maybe on Instagram, maybe on Snapchat, or maybe they're making comments about them, sharing pictures, maybe making TikToks. And you guys, these things are damaging and they are hurtful. We have seen over the years, just the magnitude of how this kind of stuff and kids reading these things about themselves hurts. It really hurts. And so I think bullying has gone to a whole new level because it's like bullying on steroids because you're hidden behind your phone. And that's a problem. So really like pinche social media. And the next thing that I think about when I think like PJ social media is about that next group, the group of late teens, young adults. I mean, that is a time in our lives when we are learning, we are growing, we are experimenting, we are trying new things. And let's be honest, being stupid, making bad decisions. I mean, raise your hands. If you didn't make any bad decisions when you were a late teen or you were in college because, like, I don't know a single person that didn't do something stupid, whether it was you smoked a cigarette or you, you know, made out behind the house party with a red solo cup with a boy you just met, whatever it was that you did, I'm sure there's something that you did and you're like, oh, gosh, that wasn't my best moment. Oh, my gosh. I peed in between those two cars because we were walking home from a college party. Whatever it was, like, my gosh, we've all, we all have not just one, two, three. We probably have a handful, if not more, of stories where we're like, yeah, remember that time? And I have been seeing so much lately about the beauty of being a child of the 80s and being a teen and a young person in the 90s because we didn't have smartphones. I mean, maybe flip phones kind of came into the surface at some point in there. But for the most part, like if somebody took a picture, they had to like bring it to Walgreens and like wait to get it developed. That picture like lived on that physical piece of paper. Now, real-time mistakes, experiments, stupid decisions are being shared. Sometimes by the person doing them because they're like, ah, at me. I'm at the party. I'm this or whatever. And they're blasting it out to social media. Maybe it's that they did the stupid thing and their friend makes a video of it and shares it onto social media. 
Maybe it's that they say something stupid and maybe this would have been something they just said to their friend and instead they type it out and put it out into the world. And I hate that for our teens and our young adults. One, I mean, let's be honest, we don't want our teens and our young adults making bad decisions. We don't. I mean, I hope that my kids make a lot less bad, crazy decisions than I did. But to be honest, when I look back my first year out of college and free vodka for the ladies and thinking I was Madonna on the dance floor, I mean, those were fun times. Do I want somebody to see a video of me dancing like I I think I'm Madonna? No. And that's the beauty of that era, that beauty that is lost because of social media. Social media bites. And the other piece of this is that all the things they live on, those stupid decisions, they can cost a job. They can cost a friendship. They can cost trust with your family. There are so many things that having these growth moments be recorded, so many problems that are caused. And the next thing that I want to talk about is how kids, teens, young adults aren't the only ones that are being impacted negatively by social media. We are. We are. Midlife women. We are being impacted by social media. There are so many things that I want to say, but I want to just try to be as clear as possible because, again, I'm not using any notes. And the first thing that I think is this just horrible comparison that happens on social media. We are living in a time where people's, you know, Instagram and their Facebook is perfectly curated. You look at somebody's social media feed and all of a sudden you start to think, gosh, my house, like there's like stuff everywhere and my kitchen's not all white or, you know, I don't have this gorgeous pool in my backyard, whatever it is, you start feeling like, oh, am I not enough? You start seeing that, oh, so-and-so is in Aspen on spring break and then they're in Jamaica over the summer. Whatever it is, you're like in real time seeing these things and going, is my life enough? You see people on, you know, dates and they're posting like couple goals and you're like, oh gosh, like, you know, we're sitting on the couch watching a show and I'm falling asleep. Like that's not couple goals, but that's real life, let's be honest. But this is the kind of stuff that happens. And just like those teen girls are, we are seeing women that are posting their perfect bodies, their perfect clothes, their perfect faces. And we are looking at ourselves and going, gosh, I'm not perfect. And this comparison game and ugliness rears its ugly head and it just pounds into you self-doubt and insecurity. And it's interesting because I have seen this so much in myself in these past two years. And I think there's so many reasons for that. One is that I really felt like I lost a lot of my identity when I sold my business and kind of have been struggling to figure out like what's next for me. So I think I am kind of going, oh my God, but look at her. 
she's doing this, you know, and then doing this new thing, having the podcast, working in the space of midlife. Of course, I'm looking at what other people in the space of midlife are doing. And I'm like, oh, God, like look at all the followers she has. Look at all the people that are rating their podcasts. Like it's just created this self-doubt in me. And I can even see with my kids, like I don't buy into the like the nicest clothes and the whatever. I can't even keep up with that kind of stuff. And there, there's maybe why I'm grateful that I have three boys um, because they they don't care about clothes, about haircuts, about about those kind of things. But I definitely feel like, you know, best make sure we get our spring break plans. You guys, I never went on a single spring break. I don't think I left like DuPage County <laughs> the majority of my childhood until I was a senior in high school. So, but you know, and I know when you're listening, you're like, yeah, I do that. I see that. I think that. There is this just horrible comparison and it affects our self-esteem. And even if you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it does. I don't think it affects me. I can tell you that subconsciously, it probably does. It probably does. And the other reason why I think that we are not immune to social media, just like our kids are not immune, is that we also see the bullying happen. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm always like, ooh, don't read the comments because people are so mean to each other. I live in a community with a very large mom's group Facebook page, which is awesome. It's full of so many resources. But I can't tell you the number of times somebody has said something or asked a question and I scroll down and start reading the things that people say back to them and they're just biting. They're just biting. They're mean. And gosh, that's even worse when it's on different, you know, news sources or something like that. Again, people are emboldened behind their phones and behind their screens. Okay. And the third thing, and for me, probably the worst part of social media and why I'm like, pinche social media, is the time suck. You guys, I have to tell you a story. Several years ago, I still had my flip phone. I mean, I kept the flip phone way longer than literally anybody else. I mean, and I'm not exaggerating. Anyone that knows me from that era is like, oh yeah, girl, we remember you and that like ancient flip phone. And there was a time when my sister Maddie and our friend Danielle, we were in Ecuador and we were traveling from one place to the other. And so we had like hours long on this bus and they're both looking at their phones, their smartphones. And I am just staring out the window. First of all, let me just tell you that all great ideas are born staring out the window. (laughs) But anyways, my sister looks up from her phone, like Candy Crush or whatever was the game at the time. And she's like, aren't you, aren't you bored? And I was like, no, I'm looking at the Andes. When's the next time I'm going to be looking at the Andes? Like I'm all in it. I'm focused. I'm present. I'm soaking it in and I'm daydreaming. And that was my answer. And that was my answer. And it was so true, but there was something more to that answer. And that is that I was afraid of who I was going to become when I got a smartphone. 
And I am ashamed and embarrassed to say I'm a worse version of myself than I literally could have ever imagined. I feel like I spend so much time like I'll be doing something and I'll all of a sudden just go over and like click like refresh Facebook, refresh Instagram. Why? Why? I mean, I think um, the social network, I think it's called, I think they talk about that psychology, that that's the way that it's made. But I hate that part of myself. I hate that I literally sometimes walk down the stairs looking at my phone, that when I'm folding laundry or making dinner, I'm watching Netflix instead of just letting my mind wander. I look at my phone when I'm at the grocery store line instead of I don't know, people watching, looking at the magazines in the aisle, whatever it is, all the things that I used to do. I literally became that person, that person that was on the bus, soaking in the Andes, being present, and fearing who they would become. I became that person. And I'm going to guess that there's a lot of you listening that you became that person too. And you know, even if you're not somebody that's like got a problem with it, which frankly I do, like frankly I do have a problem with social media because of the just like being distracted by it. And I think that a lot of times we, you know, we don't want to do something. We don't want to face something. So we put our head down. And then all of a sudden we're being fed more and more of the perfect lives, the perfect lives. And it makes us feel bad about ourselves, worse about ourselves. So it's a cycle pinche social media, right? But I think even if you're not somebody that like has a problem with it, I'm going to guess that the amount of time you spend on your phone looking at Facebook, for example, is not really time well spent. That you would be better served to read a book, to go on a walk, to lift up your head, to let your mind wander. And I think social media has kind of stolen that from us. It's stolen our Andes mountain moment from us. And I just think it's important to be aware of this. Okay, so we've talked about young kids, young teens, young adults, us, our era. I just want to say that social media, I also think, has become this terrible thing to happen to our country. Literally the most, one of the most terrible things in modern age to come of our country. And I know you're probably like, that seems a little dramatic. And maybe I'm seeing it a little bit dramatically. But I just, I mean, in my lifetime, so your lifetime, there has never been a time when our country has felt so brutally and horribly divided. It is is really, frankly, an ugly time. Like, it makes me kind of just like, oh, have a pit in my stomach. Because when I think about America, America the beautiful and like the Statue of Liberty and like whatever, I think about this country that like has its arms around each other. And in the middle are all these different cultures and all these different languages and all these different colors of skin and smells of foods and all the things. That's what I think of. That's the America of my dreams, of I think everyone who, you know, got off the ship at Ellis Island, like that's the American thing, like this melting pot, this like unity. And I don't even really want to even think of a visual of what America feels like right now. But to me, it feels like being on a drawbridge and half the people are on one side and half the people are on the other side and people are like falling backwards as it's opening up, opening up, opening up more and more this chasm between us. And why I think social media plays a 
piece to this is that it's this constant stream of quote unquote news that comes into our Facebook feeds that comes into, you know, if you're somebody that does like Twitter or whatever, TikTok. These algorithms know the interest that we have. And so they start just pouring in all of these things and augmenting beliefs. So people who maybe have kind of like a, you know, whatever belief, right? That belief is like now on steroids. And the person on the other side of the drawbridge, their belief is also on steroids. And the drawbridge just keeps opening more and more and more. And the chasm keeps growing more and more and more. And because of the things that we're being fed on social media that are a lot of times like not only like here's your belief and let's just like feed it, feed it, feed it. Let's also look at the people on that other side of the drawbridge and just remember how bad they are, how stupid their ideas are. And this just keeps happening. And I know like there's not a single person listening that hasn't been a witness to this. And it breaks my heart because the thing that our country needs more than anything is for that drawbridge to close and for those people to come back into that circle and be like, you are my neighbor. You are my friends. You are the stranger. And you don't think the same as me. You don't look the same as me. You don't smell the same as me. You don't speak the same language as me, but you are welcome. And social media has made that nearly impossible. And I'm not sure what the solution is, but I think it's important to address and just be like, darn, social media just like bites on a lot of levels. If you know me, I am not a negative Nancy. No offense to any Nancys out there. But I try to be somewhere sunny. Um, I've said to you guys before, I have an Instagram page called Be Somewhere Sunny. I try to be the sunshine. Like that's who inside myself I want to be. So I don't want to just be all doom and gloom and negative and like social media sucks and whatever. I want to just also say like, okay, so then what? And I think there's several things. One is that with our kids, I think it's really important to stay on top of what they're doing. And I know that we need to get better at that because it's so easy, like especially if you live in a house where your kids are like upstairs and they're in their rooms, like you don't know what they're looking at on Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. You don't know if somebody says something mean to them or they say something mean to somebody, all of those things. So I think one is just being like, okay, let's just be a little bit more mindful of what is happening. And I think being the tough parent that sometimes we don't want to be and saying like, you know what, we're going to limit this time and we're going to make sure that more of your experiences are in real time with real people out in the world than on your phone because of knowing so much how unhealthy it is and feeding the young brain these perfect images and seeing people hanging out without them. Really just trying to like wrap your hands around it as best as you can. And I know that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me too. But I think if we can just say together like, let's do a better job at that. And I think also like I always say to my kids like, be the kindest person in the room. Be the nicest person in the room. They don't always listen to me. I was not always the kindest person in the room. I think as now as adults, we're so much more aware of like that kindness is so important. But I think just really like if you were driving your kids to school as they are about to get out of the car, be like, be kind today. 
be gentle. Make sure you talk to your kids about how social media has caused serious problems. I mean, there have been kids, I hate to say this, that have committed suicide. You know, you've heard of these young um, gay kids who are being bullied and they can't take it anymore. My gosh, like that hurts my heart. I'm sure it hurts your mama's heart too. So talk to your kids about the power of words and how your words can be a source for good or a source for hurt and how much you want them to lean towards the good. I think too, like if we can get our kids seeing and giving towards people who maybe have less than we do and they are serving others, then they're not going to be so worried about their Lululemon skirts or their Yeezy shoes or whatever it is. So that's one thing. And that just popped into my mind right now. So and something I know we're all like so strapped for time, but it's something to just consider. And I think also like as far as the young adults and the young teens is that when you see kids make stupid decisions, because you will, because I've already seen it um, in my own life, is to give them some grace and kind of remember where you were at. And then with yourself, I think one of the things that I really want to commit to, and I hope that you can also just take this commitment, is to say, like, let's just limit the amount of time that I'm on my phone. Let's break a chunk of my day where I let my mind wander because that leads to so many great things. And so just really kind of like whether you need to set a timer for yourself, whether you need to plug your phone in a different location, whatever it is you need to do to protect yourself from social media, I think do it. I think do it and take it in chunks. Take it in chunks. Don't just let it like go throughout your day. One of my friends actually yesterday said to me, like she was thinking about cutting herself off her phone entirely at nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, that's a really good idea because study after study shows how bad it is for your brain to be looking at that blue light right before you go to bed. And again, that's a way to cut down that time of exposure on social media. The next thing, and I love this phrase, and you've probably seen me post it over the years, and that is that the grass is only greener on social media. And I think that is so important to like have at the forefront of your mind when you see the fabulous vacations and the perfect marriages and the perfect outfits and perfect bodies and all of the things is that the grass is only greener on social media. You have no idea what is happening behind the door of somebody that on the outside or on their feed looks perfect. I saw somewhere somebody said something like, no one posts a picture of themselves crying in the bathroom. And that is so true. And it doesn't matter how perfect you look, how much money is in your bank account. You have had moments where you are on your knees, where you are maybe crying in the bathroom or crying in your car or you're sitting in your car because you literally can't go in and face your reality of the time. We have all been there because we're human and because life is layered. And so remember that life is layered. You are not the only one that has problems. The person who looks like they have the perfect life, they also have problems. They're just not broadcasting it to the world. Grass is only greener on social media. And then here's the next thing I want to say. And that is that there are good things about social media. There are great things about social media. And I think it's important to say that too. Like it's not all pinchy social media. When I think about myself personally, I 
went to several different schools as a young person because I moved from the public school to a private school. And then my family moved from Illinois to Wisconsin. And then, as you guys know, I went to six colleges. So I have kind of friends and people that I've met over my lifetime in all these different places. And social media is a place to keep up with those people that you probably weren't going to call, that you probably weren't going to email even. But you get to see them on social media and see their kids and see their families. And that is like really cool. When I was in first and second grade, my family was going through a really, really hard time, like harder than you could ever imagine. And there was a little girl that lives next door. And I would go over to her house and play Monopoly. And she had kind of what looked to be, I'm I'm assuming like, you know, the perfect American family. And she like meant so much to me in that time. And that was second grade. We moved then after second grade to another city. I never went back to that city. This was not an era of social media. Several years ago, she found me on Facebook, you guys. Like that girl that meant so much to me at one of the hardest times in my life. I'm actually not sure she even knows what I was going on in my life at that point. But how cool is that? Like the power of social media in that way. Wow. Like the connections. And really with all of you, the majority of the women that have come on this podcast and told their amazing and powerful stories, those are women that I have connected with or reconnected with because of social media. And, you know, aside from that piece, there are businesses that have been formed and businesses that have grown because of the power of social media. I mean, I know I use Instagram when I'm traveling. I'll like follow the hashtag of the city that I'm going to. Like, you know, right now I'm planning a trip to go to Belize. And so I'm following all the Belize places and like getting to know where do I want to go. I find all these off the beaten path places because of social media. And those moms groups that I was talking about that sometimes there's hard things. There's also really awesome things. I learned so much about this community I was moving into before I even came here. And I'm so, so grateful for those moms groups on Facebook. So there is a balance and there's a lot of positivity that comes out of social media as well. And the last thing is I think about our country and, okay, this is the state of our country. And so what now? I think one, be a force for good. Don't comment negative things to people. Put out into the world positivity. If you are thinking about posting something that's political, divisive, whatever, just ask yourself what's your goal because I I think it's really important to remember that most people aren't going to read your post and go, "Oh my gosh, that's a great thought. I'm going to I'm going to change my mind." Yes, there are people that are going to read your post and go, amen, like, yes, I think the same thing. And there's that. But sometimes what happens is you put something out there or someone else puts something out there, right? And just kind of like, ugh, bad blood forms, right? Like people start arguing and things in, you know, comments and whatever. And I just think, well, what's the end goal here? Because you're, the end goal is not – to change anybody's mind because that's not happening, right? So just think about that. Don't contribute to saying negative things or bantering back and forth with people. And also, and I think so important, is protect yourself and your consumption. So um, one of the things that I started doing is that if somebody 
would post something and I would like would just get like a yucky feeling in my stomach and it happened more than once, I would just unfollow that person. And I'm not saying I don't like you. I don't want to be your friends. I just don't want to open up my social media feed and feel like icky inside because I love everybody no matter what their beliefs are. And I want to continue to feel that way. And maybe I'm just like, I don't know, ignorant or whatever. I don't know. But this is, I think, a really, to me, a really good strategy is just saying like, I can't consume that. I can't consume that because it's not good for my own soul. And your soul and your spirit and where your head's at, God, that's important. So protect that. And you're, I'm not seeing unfriend like all these people. Don't unfriend them. That that opens up a whole nother thing. Just unfollow them. That just means you won't see them in your feed. And you can always go back if you're like, oh, I want to see the birthday party or the whatever. But you just don't have that kind of coming into your feed all the time. Okay, friends. So this was my free form talk on social media. There's a lot to be said about social media. I think on one hand, social media bites, pinche social media. But on the other hand, it can be a force for good. My gosh, look at all the money that's been raised over the years for causes because of social media. There are good things and there are bad things. Personally, I think right now the bad is outweighing the good. So as you hear this message, think about how you can be a force for change, a catalyst of good, and you can help balance that out in yourself, for your children, and out in the world. Thank you so much for being here today and for listening to my off-the-cuff conversation on social media. You have no idea how grateful I am and how humbled I am that you listen. So if you can so kindly tell a friend about the podcast or give it a rating or a review, that will help more women join in on this conversation. And the more women that join this conversation, the fuller it will be. Have a beautiful day, my friends.